Before we start tonight's show, I'd like to offer a little advisory. Jeff, at times tonight, suffered from moments of temporary Tourette's syndrome and may, at times, say things that could be considered offensive. So please understand that it was a temporary condition and Jeff is now over it. And I apologize in advance for any language that might offend our listeners. If you feel you might be offended, please do not listen to this specific broadcast and tune in the following week for our regular scheduled show. Thank you and enjoy. Let's talk it all. Oh my gosh, you let me do the opening. This is what happens. I believe you said you wanted to do the opening. I so. did. I did say that. Oh, by the way, I'm Jeff. And I'm Anvil. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, Let's Talk It All. I only said Let's Talk Ghost. Oh, speaking of Let's Talk Ghost, Steve. Let's, Steve. Steve's been asking me on the show when he asked me the other day, and I invited Steve to come and hang out with us and do a couple shows. Nice. Right there. So hopefully he'll take us up on that. Steve. Yeah, have to pick some good ones. Yeah. Um, and we want to say uh, thank you to Diversity Broadcasting Diversity Network. Network, which carries our wonderful show. www.diversitybroadcastnorth.com. Yep, and uh, last week, uh, I listened to the Purple Tie Guys. Friday's at 10. Very good show last week. They ran a little over, which is fine. Oh, we Sometimes they run a little short. Yeah. And they start us early. So we, we recommend that you listen to at least, you know, 10 minutes at the end of Purple Tie, just in case they start us early. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a different show. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good little show. Uh, a lot of good little shows on that network. You know. There's good it's, music on there too. There actually. is, and we don't do enough of the music, but yeah. we're not quite at that point yet. Yeah, we're not at that point yet. Not that we're point. working we're, on that. We're uh, too busy talking about stuff. All. Stuff. At all. All. Yeah. At all. At all. At all. Um, so, what's new in the world today? Do we know what's new in the world today? New in the world today. Well, at the time of this recording, there's not a whole lot, but I haven't been paying a lot of attention. I'm working, 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 working. But when this show airs, it'll be, if you're listening to this show, you will have survived Black Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday. Yeah. Black Friday. Black Friday's manner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they know it's a bit of a racist term. I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up yet why it's called Black Friday. I, well, you know. that may be our first funny story. I'll have to go through that when we get going. Oh, great, great. So you have a story about that. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, we're going to be telling our retail stories. We're both former retail managers uh, for most of our lives. Um, I was a retail manager for close to 20 years. Uh, oh, I worked in retail for 20 years, I should say. I was a retail manager maybe, you know, I even figured it out. I figured about 10 of those, 10 of those 20, you know, supervisor, mm-hmm. event manager, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and if I would have stayed in the field, I probably would have made district manager at some point. But I would have been a shellless piece of garbage human being that fire people on you know, no soul. Uh, I would have made crazy money, but I would have been soulless. So yeah, I didn't want to be that kind of person. So. I, I didn't either. I'm similar to Jeff. I have had about 20 years in the biz and uh, probably 15-ish was retail management. 
And uh, it really didn't start to become soulless until about halfway through. Yeah. I know when I started, it was very, you know, we've talked about this before, it was very stores had control and you manage your stores and you knew your customers and you knew what they liked. And then somewhere it started to switch to, oh, well, home office wants to do this because in the middle of Arkansas, they know better what you need or in the middle of Long Island, they know better what you need wherever. And it just got crazy from there. But that's a whole nother week worth of shows to talk about that. Did you know that Walmart employs more people than anybody on the planet other than the U.S. federal government? I, I did, actually. Yeah. And did you know that Walmart Corporation has the second largest computer system on the face of the planet? Um, Only the U.S. government has a lot of computer system. I don't doubt system. that. Yep. I don't doubt There's that. These are little facts that you know when you work for the giant of all giants. Giant. <laughs> great Satan. It's not the United States government. It is actually Walmart. South Park did a great episode on oh, South Park. They always do. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Honestly, they yeah, always they really do. do. They always yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but tonight we're talking about Black Friday. Black, yeah, Friday, Black Friday is... And I didn't know this either. When I first started, when I first started in retail, I hadn't worked any retail. Well, I take that back. I'd worked like at a grocery store, like as a bag boy and stock and things like that. But I really didn't do this whole day after Thanksgiving madness at the grocery store. It was always before then. So my first year at Walmart, I was on overnights as security, and I kept hearing them talk about this. You know, getting ready for Black Friday and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know, you know, I'm like, what's that, what's that? So, uh, anyone that's worked third shift know that usually there's a lot of day drinking that goes on, especially when you're in your younger years. So we're out one day and I said, you know what, I got to say, I think I was already halfway there. And I said, what's this Black Friday? What's that? I said, that it really kind of sounds racist. And like, oh, no, 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 it's the day after Thanksgiving. It's the biggest shopping day of the year. You didn't know that. And. You know, my, my drunk co-workers that were with me were in front of me. And um, we were laughing about it. We were all sitting around. I can't remember if it was at someone's house or a bar or something. And uh, I'm like, well, I get what you're saying, but it still sounds kind of racist. Can you imagine someone that was African-American didn't understand that? <laughs> Could you hear that phone call? So we were joking about this. And at the time, I did a decent Ebonics imitation and we got, we got laughing, and they're like, you've got to call the store. And mind you, I've been working there for maybe two months. <laughs> you got to call the store and ask for Gail. She's the head CSM, and oh. and you got to do the shtick with her. And I'm like, really? All right, give me another piece. We're drinking more. So they talked me into doing this. So I call the phone, and I call the store, and I ask for Gail, and she gets on the phone, and I just started it. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, I've been hearing about this Black Friday thing, and I just know what kind of discount we get. <laughs> and Gail's like, oh, well, it's a discount, you know, a lot of things are on sale. I said, no, what kind of discount do I get as a black American? She goes, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you mean I don't get no discount? She goes, no, everybody gets a discount. Everybody gets a discount? But it's a Black Friday. How come the black man don't get no discount on Black Friday? And this went on, this went on for, I don't know, two, three minutes solid before I finally let her go. I need to talk to someone about that. You need to talk. I need to know why the black man don't get no black hat. Just help on Black Friday. And uh, so 
And plus, we were getting ready to lose, so we hung up, and we're just we're just dying. We're just <laughs> peeing ourselves laughing because it was so funny. Well, come to find out, Gail didn't take any more phone calls that day. Oh, boy. Like, she was screening her phone calls that were coming in. In fact, there was a couple days before she took any phone calls. So, and I was on third shift. She was on day, so we were in cross paths that often. And uh, I finally heard, they're like, they're like, Gail's freaking out because this black guy called and was upset because they weren't getting discounts. And this, so Gail, so, I don't know what it was. It had to be close to Christmas or something. And uh, Gail was working. And I walked up behind her and I go, Excuse me, are you the one I talked to about with a discount? And she just turned and looked at me and like, You son of a bitch. <laughs> so that was my introduction to Black Friday. That we still we still joke about anyone that was around at that time, this is going back twenty years. This is probably one of the most funniest stories we hear about Black Friday. It's yeah, just torturing the head CSM <laughs> that day. Um, but that was my first experience. But then this, it's just a crazy time. And I, I know just got some stories. And I think one of the one of my first years was the whole Furby thing. Oh, God. Where people yeah. were killing people for Furbies. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, and you see the stampedes and... Year after year, they got worse and worse and worse, and people, people, you want to see the pit of humanity, you just need to be at a retail location, any retail location, the day after Thanksgiving, the night after Thanksgiving, as they start to line up at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then when those doors crack open, they've gotten a little better about it now. They got a little more control. But it used to be the doors didn't crack open until seven. Yep. Yeah. And it was just it was the fact that they've only had a couple deaths as a result of this is amazing. But um, I'll let Jeff talk some of his stories. I'm sure he's seen some well, my, wild and wacky. Yeah, my my first uh, experience. I'm sure it was at Wegmans when I was a kid, but I don't remember because it was so long ago. But uh, when I worked there. But uh, it was at Sam's Club, and I was in charge of my crew. And it's the first year that the Wii came out. Oh, yeah. yeah and we got two. <laughs> two Wiis came in. But, of course, it's all through the flyer. It wasn't oh, yeah. a big deal that corporate Sam's Club's got Wiis. Yeah. And two. two. So you had this line of people. We didn't open. I think we opened early that year, like 6 or 7 a.m., but the line of people, they weren't interested in the special on the TV or the, you know, the, the, the sneakers, the little Johnny. No, they weren't interested in that stuff. They wanted that we. So when you had you know, like 100 people lined upside your door for two effing wees, it was a disaster. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, people were screaming and yelling. I thought there was going to be a riot. Oh, yeah. I really thought there was going to be a riot. You know, you can't. It's just, and they still do stupid oh, stuff like do. that. You oh, know. They do. You know, and now they got smarter when supplies, you know, as supplies last or something, you know, so if they get three, they cover themselves, but absolutely nuts. That, you know, that, that was just a disaster from start to finish. Um, and of course, you know, I don't know, I don't know how the Walmart side was, but my night crew, I made sure they had Thanksgiving night off. We'd work, you know, Thanksgiving Eve, because we're third shift, so Thanksgiving morning, we got to work at, you know, five mm. or six and go home. Problem with that is, we usually got the cool merchandise at the last possible moment. 
So that night, nothing else gets stocked. All you're doing is running around trying to find all the new freight that came in that's stuck up in steel maybe a month ago that can't go out. So you're looking for everything. You got everything. And then, of course, the last minute items are coming in a truck. You unload the truck to get to those. You know, and you got to get all that shit out ready yeah, yeah. You know, for that, that yeah. morning when they, they uh, open up and everything's got to be a set. So, uh, it, 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 uh, yeah, it, it, not fun times. Uh, not fun times. Not fun times at all. No, well, and, and you're right. The Walmart sale was about the same. Um, whatever the hot item was, corporate made sure that you didn't have anywhere near what you needed yep. to, to meet the demand. And um, like I said, they've gotten better. Over the years, they've gotten better. But I remember those first few years. There was no organization to it. There was no like it is now. Where they had like the store map, and which which was an innovation right out of here. I'm just telling you straight <laughs> off. And when we get to that story, that was the best idea I ever I, I, I ever saw come up. By the way, for that. So we we would have we would have an option, um, and it usually was you got the night off before Thanksgiving because you had to be in there the night of Thanksgiving to get set up. Right. So we usually had that off. And then usually they offered some overtime because usually it was good because the floors were all clear of everything at that point. Usually they bring in the maintenance crew to strip everything down and redo it before the thing. So, but yeah, if you were third shift, you worked all the holidays, you worked all the evenings, um, everything was left on third shift to organize, put the store together, get everything out, make sure everything was out. You had cargo containers out in the parking lot that have a like, cram full of stuff that you you had to bring in with a forklift and almost guarantee you it was something below zero when you're out trying to get this done on the forklift. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it was, I remember we used to start two, three in the afternoon, Thanksgiving day, and dump everything and start bringing it in and breaking it down and getting it set up. And yeah, it was, it's, it's a crazy, there's a lot that goes into it that just is, and they don't give you enough, and you've got to deal with the customers that are all bent. And I can I can say this about my night crew, uh, and, and this goes for both places that work, but it really goes for Sam's Club at the most. I can honestly say, for the amount of money they were paid, you know, the employees were paid, and the amount of work Sam's Club, the Walmart corporate got out of them, it, it was amazing. Um, I've never seen, you know, uh, Work hour, labor, uh, comparison to wage, like that. It was it was amazing what this small crew was able to accomplish, and they were so underpaid. You know, fifty cent night premium. That's what it was. Was fifty cent. You guys got a dollar or something like that. We got yeah. the Sam's Club gave fifty cent. So you got fifty cents more per hour to work third shift. That was a joke. <laughs> what that was a joke? It was. But what was what was really screwed up about Walmart, and it's changed now. But back then. Raises were at the discretion of your supervisor. Yeah, back in the day. Like yeah. they were available. They yeah. were always available. Yeah. Raises were always available. Merit raise. Yep. Merit raises. Yep. But they were always at the discretion of your supervisor. And I will tell you, I will tell you, the only ones that gave a rat's hiney about their people were the overnight right. supervisors. Yep. That was the same way. Yeah. Yep. I know, yep. I know, I started out, I started out overnight security, which was a little bit more because it was classified security. Right. But then that was only a temporary gig because when the holidays were over, they didn't have a spot because they closed the store up again. The store was open 24 hours and they closed after the holidays. It was closed during the overnight. Right. 
Because it wasn't a super center yet. It wasn't a super center yet. So I had the option. They asked if I wanted to stand as an unloader in a stocker. And I said, sure, after you got the space. So we did that. And so I already came in at a little bit higher wage. But, yeah, they had the ability to – all you had to do was ask. And every six months, we would go up to our, our manager and say, hey, do you think it's about time? Yeah. And if we were doing a good job for it, I said, yeah, sure. My first three years at Walmart, I think they finally finally convinced me in going into like a, a supervisory position just because it was cheaper <laughs> than have me staying hourly because I I'd, I'd, I'd gotten so many raises and merit raises over over my first three four years there that I was making almost twenty bucks an hour and people get pissed. Like, Don't get pissed at me. Get yeah. pissed at your manager. Yeah. No. Your manager's the one's not at. Your manager's the one's not putting you in for these things. All they gotta do is put you in. And back then, okay, ninety nine times out of hundred, it got approved. Yep. If it wasn't like every three months or something like that, you know, they, yeah, it was crazy. It was great, but you're if you asked and you were doing a good job, you got paid decently. You know, when I but overnights were brutal. They could be brutal. And I, I can I can vouch for that. When I worked at Wegmans as a kid, I was 17 when I started. I was just when they opened here in mm-hmm. Johnson City. And uh, when I left, it was a little over four years. You know, and minimum wage is 4.25. So I started at 4.25. Right. When I left, I was making almost eight bucks an hour after four years. Merit raises, mm-hmm. all merit raises. Yeah, I think you know? yeah, I think so, I you know basically did the yeah. same thing. I doubled my starting pay within the first three four years, yeah. and it got to the point that it was just cheaper to offer me a spot. In management, then let me stay on this an hourly. And me being the idiot that I was, well, said, now there's, yeah. there's caps now for Oh, there is caps yeah, now. Yeah, just, ca- Sam's Club, too. Yeah. You know, it was a number system, takes, and yeah, level just system, and suck the life right out of anything you'd be doing. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, but Overnights did a lot of the work, and they were the ones who put, you know, the Black Friday stuff together and got it all organized. And it was crazy. It was back in the day, it was crazy. I don't know if it's like now because everything's corporate. Yeah. Corporate says it goes here, here, place it there, place it this. Now, when I was a Kmart manager, you know, this is why, no, this is not the <coughs> way Kmart's out of business. We'll go on that another day. But, uh, so, we just do one little story. I'm sure there's other ones. I just can't remember them all. But it was another, you know, I, I ran the night crew. Mm-hmm. I came in at usually 8, and I worked till 8 in the morning, 8 to 8. Um, 12-hour shifts is what, you know, uh, Kmart managers worked. Um it was ridiculously long days. So uh, this was in the, uh, the store in Binghamton. It's long gone now. And uh, this particular Black Friday, I came in at 8 like I was supposed to. And, you know, getting everything you know, set and close up the store. So close at 11. So everybody out. But it was about 9.30-ish. And, uh, you know, I guess you're going to your manager to layaway manager to layaway manager. Like, Jesus. I wasn't the only manager. Mm-hmm. I had to do another shit. And I wasn't. Uh, MOD yet, manager on duty. And I was just, so I'm like, fuck, I'll get over there. 15 minutes went by. And this guy, he's pissed. Huh. Uh, they lost my fucking layaway. I want my money back. And he's just going off. And I had this TV, and that TV's gone. I'm like, you calm down on me. No, I've been into 15, 20 minutes now. Call for a goddamn. This guy's just going off. I'm like, and, and you know, I knew the guy was a, a shopper. I seen him all the time. I'm like, all right, this guy comes here all the time. I'm like, his family, his kids, you know, shit, dragging his fat ass wife behind him. I'm like, all right, all right, hang on, just calm down. 
So by this guy's so pissed at the other manager who just kept blowing off his calls. I'm like, okay, come with me. Let's go over to electronics. So he walked over to electronics, and I go, what what TV? He goes, no, you understand. I wanted that TV. It was a good price. No, no, no. I go, how, how big was it? It was like 32 inch back then, you know, 32 yeah, yeah, inch decent size TV. And uh, it was a 40 inch. I go, there's a 40 inch right there. He goes, that's $200 more. Do I look like a rich man to you? I'm like, you know what I'm going to do for you right now? You see that display TV? I'm giving you that for free. You're walking out of here today free with a brand new TV that's been on display for a month. Are you happy now? Get out of town! Get yep. happy as a clam. You know, no, my manager wasn't happy, but I was happy. And I'll tell you why. See, at Kmart, the worst thing in the world that could happen was a call to corporate, a complaint. That is the worst. Believe it or not, folks, I worked with a manager in Dixon City, Kmart, which now closed. All right? He actually left. I, you can't make this up. He left. You can't make this up. He left the front doors unlocked and the alarm off. The store was broken in that night, and all the jewelry was robbed out of the building. Nice. And they had a big jewelry counter back then. Oh, yeah? You know, we're talking like $15,000 loss. Now, I ain't making this up. You can't. Did he get fired? Nope. nope. Was he written up? Nope. Was he been out of suspension? Nope. Can't make this up. And this is one of the reasons Kmart is where it is. Um, but yeah, so the worst thing that happened is a call to corporate. That was worse than anything you could do. You could run your hand across a 16-year-old girl, you know, cashier and get away with it. You could bang her in your office and get away with it. The one thing you couldn't have happen is have a customer complain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was quite that bad, but you're right. No, I never did anything like that with 16-year-old girls, so make that clear. I'm using that as an example of how screwed up the company was, just so to make sure that perfectly clear. Go ahead. Yeah, please. No <laughs> hashtags, me too. Yeah, right, we don't need that. Um, yeah, the worst thing you could do is have a customer complaint. And back in the day, if you were in a Walmart, you were in pretty much for life. You just, it was a customer complaint that would probably get you fired more than anything else. Yep. But, um, but I'll tell you, back, the Walmart here in Vestal had spectacular Black Fridays. Spectacular Black Fridays. Back in the day, back in the day. And for us back, and for me back in the day, is those years just prior to the turn of the 21st century. The 1996, 97, 98, 99, those, they put up monster, monster numbers. This was not a super center yet. It was just a division one monster numbers where we were like number four in the company. Yeah, nationwide folks. For, for total sales out of Black Friday. Now I'll tell you, our store manager at the time and uh, Micah, he was a genius. He was he'd go after the he'd be wheeling and dealing all the way up to midnight. <laughs> wheeling and dealing. Uh, if we still had stuff left over, he'd cut a little more. If there was something else we needed to move, he moved it, took a hit, took a little bit of a price whack, get it gone, get it gone, make the sale. Everything you could put on the bottom line, put on the bottom line. And that's how we were trained. That's mm -hmm. how we were trained to do it. And Black Friday was a day that you needed to sell as much as humanly possible. And if you took some hits on markdowns, things like that, as long as your sales reflected it, you were good. You were good. And that's that's where I was learning my training. And then when I finally got my own store in Rhode Island, um, I got promoted middle of October. My first day 
at that store was the day after Halloween, and they had not done any Black Friday plans for the store yet. We're coming into Black Friday, less than a month away, no plans. Thank God it was just me. Alani wasn't with me yet. I was living out of a hotel. Had all the time in the world to take care of this nonsense. And, uh, yeah, we I had some great times. I brought everything I learned from Micah and working at Vestal with me. And uh, I was putting them And, again, Rhode Island's a small state. And as small as Rhode Island is, Rhode Island's about the size of Broome County, which is the county we live in. There were seven Walmarts in Rhode Island. Okay. Wow. People in, in Rhode Island didn't like to drive. <laughs> they did not like to drive. If you, and the state's small. You could be across state, some places, 15 minutes. Start one spot, 15 minutes later, you're in another state or you're in the ocean. <laughs> People didn't like to drive. So there were Walmarts all over the state. And these were all between 40 and $50 million a year Division ones. Wow. There no, there was there were no super signs yet when I went down there. These are just division ones. They didn't have the food and all that sense. And they were averaging forty to fifty million a year. And uh, I know my first year, we put up. I think the year before, my store had done just shy of five hundred thousand dollars on Black Friday. And uh, the year I took it over. I did just shy of eight hundred thousand. I put another three hundred thousand on the bottom line. There you go. And um, and I don't know. We were at a meeting. Someone was someone was yipping about the uh, all the markdowns I took that day. <laughs> but I was getting I was getting rid of crap that didn't need to be in the store anymore. Right. Whacking it, getting it gone, getting it out of my store, purging. And my my DM's like, um, yeah, he spent twenty thousand markdowns, but he added another three hundred thousand on his bottom line. <laughs> I'll take the heat for that one, you yeah, know? Yeah. So uh, I always liked Black Friday. It was always fun to do. But, yeah, the customers, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Rhode Island ones are crazy, too. Yeah. Rhode Island ones are crazy. But It brings out the best to people, Black Friday does. <laughs> oh, yeah. It brings out the best. You know, I, I saw one lady in, in Christmas tree shops. They were fighting over one of them. We had these, uh, these bins. They're, they're cages, these little cages on the floor, and there's you like there's a spacer in there, so you have like four items to a cage, and there's one on the bottom, and they're fighting over it. And one lady pushed the other one over into the other cage, literally over and over. Uh, it just nasty, crazy shit. Uh, you know, one guy picked up a piece of a pallet, could <laughs> hit another guy over. I don't know what kind of freaking toy it was. I don't remember. It was one of those. There was always there was always a toy. Yeah, yeah, that's Furby, that, you know, we, little, whatever. Little Johnny had to have, and little Billy had to have it too. You know, uh, the last one, of course. Uh, yeah, just, just nuts. Just, just people are nuts. And, you know, you watch on news, you watch the people stampeded. And I tell people all the time, when the economy finally crashes, the U.S. dollar finally crashes, and the economy tanks overnight, and you go and you wake up in the morning and there's no money left in your bank account, and everyone runs to the grocery store with the little money they have left, that's what you're going to see is exactly what you see on Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's going to go. It'll be every human for themselves. <laughs> it's just scary as shit. You know? True. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. So to finish up my story, back up to where I said earlier. So any anymore, you see the ads in Walmart, especially. They have a little map they put in their flyer that shows the location of stuff and this and everything else. Well, here's the story behind that. And anyone wants to challenge me, they're welcome to. But you're full of poop. <laughs> 
second year in Rhode Island. I had time to plan this out better than the first year. So got everything set up and I had, had a map. We we always use we always use maps inside anyways and to set up things. So we always knew where it was going. But we never had the thought to put it out to the public. Right. I said, you know what? I'm done time making this map, we're gonna do it this year. Well come to find out the second year I was there, we get a call from our, our regional. He says, Hey, Citibank is sending an analyst down to walk your store Black Friday. So Citibank, <laughs> Citibank is an investment firm. Well, that's one of the things they do. So this analyst was coming down to walk our store, and we were in a mall. We were attached to a mall. And they were walking Kohl's and I think Sears. And um, based on this analyst's report of how your store did on Black Friday, could either pick your stock up or drop your stock down. Right. So it was important that they're picking your stock up. Right. You know, so plans were all in place. Day and a half, day and a half before we get the call about this analyst showing up. Regional's freaking out. All up my DMs, but how many people do I need to send? I'm pulling people out of other stores, send them to, to Anvil's store. To, and my DM's like, Anvil's got it covered. He says he's fine. No, no. I've seen his plans. He's fine. He's fine. It'll be fine. Wayne went out on a limb. This is only second year of work for the guy. He went out on a limb for me. Tell him it was regional. Hey. You don't need to send yeah, back off because I tell you what, sending extra people in makes it more just of a mock. Gums up the work. Yep. Just more gums up the work. Yep. Sticking to people that know me, been working with me for two years, and I get done. It was the first year they set up that daisy chain of the kiosks. Yep. Not kiosks. Yes. The. I know what you're. The squiggly make lines yeah. like Disney. <laughs> so we had everything set up. I produced a map we were handing out to our customers. No one had ever done this before. So the analyst shows up, DM meets her, hands her a map, she sees her hand out maps to the customers, everything's worked on the map, everything's laid out right, blah, 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 big bam, boom. They went off without a hitch. They went off without a hitch. A couple weeks later, DM's like, hey, just thought you wanted to know, he goes, I might read this. So in the report, it was my store that was listed as being, this analyst was just blown away. Right. Because she'd been at Kohl's prior, and that was just <laughs> a cluster. So that only helps the situation. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what kind of big tick up we did on stock at that time. There was like a two week where the stock was up much more than it normally was. Um, and I think it was a year, maybe a year. I think it was the next year, all of a sudden Walmart's got maps in their flyer. They got this going on. So, but that's something I took from here, from Vestal, put it to use. And um, yeah, so let's put it on my tombstone. You made the Walmart map. Yes. I made the Walmart map. map. Like Friday map, Walmart, yeah. And then, you know, Walmart just put the hell in the handbasket. Now, but, see, I never, because I was in retail, I never shopped on Black Friday. Never do I. It was just three or four years ago was the first time ever for me. And I went to the JC Walmart on Black Friday and they had a map. And I said, This is brilliant. I remember saying to myself, me. This was a brilliant it's me. idea. It's me. Yep, and that was a great idea. Yeah. So 
So you asked, well, why aren't you still with Walmart? You're a genius. I said, well, I am a genius, but changed my DM, got a new DM in, and he didn't quite see my brilliance at times. Um, so, you know, I went my way and he went his. Uh, but, yeah, that happens, too, and that's, again, um, I would no longer, I wasn't as quick to jump on the corporate bandwagon when they wanted things done. Right. And that comes from being trained for ten years to do it one third to way. do to do yeah. your store yeah. that makes sense for your area. Yeah, you want to be you know they used to they used to preach to be a merchant. Be a merchant. Yeah, be a merchant. You know, and now it's be a drone. And in that yeah. second yeah. year, that second year, I had merchandise everywhere. You couldn't you could barely get down the aisle. You weren't running, and I was running double digit increases all season long. And you'll, you'll, all season you'll, long, you'll go in the Sam's Club. <laughs> you'll see things that were against you know the holy rule. Oh yeah, you'll, you'll see on an end cap. You'll see three different beers. You, why would you force a customer to choose? Make a choice. Yeah, it's stupid, and they do it now. It's okay to do it now, which is ridiculous. Oh, well, see, that's why, because like, <laughs> like all the things I got written up for eventually got removed and sent back home to New York and left Rhode Island, lost my store. They do now without hesitation. <laughs> without hesitation, they do these things, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got written up and suspended for that at one point. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, and. Again, it's when everything switched to oh, corporate wants it done this way, and you're not. My first DM was all about the sales, all about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. If you were doing double digit sales, I'm gonna. He stayed out of my store for the whole month of December for the most part. <laughs> he gave me advance warning before he showed up so I could fix whatever I had to fix so he wouldn't have to write me up. The new DM, not so much. <laughs> so, so, like me, Jackson. Yeah, Anyways, Jackson. Jackson. Anyways, definite story. I'm sticking to it. But if you're happy you got a map when you get to Walmart to find your crap, you can thank me. I, I'll take all the praise on that one. <laughs> well, I'm going to thank you. I'm just saying. Now, we did at Christmas Tree Shops, we did use maps. We had a special uh, that ran, I can't remember, it was every week or two weeks. It's been so long. Uh, but this is before my Walmart experience. But we had maps of where every item was on that special. When he came in, you know, the flyer. <clears throat> the Santa's Flyer, whatever the hell it was called, and then you were handed a map, and you could find an item in the store. And this is a Christmas tree shop. Now, this is, guys, a good 10, 15 years ago now. I don't know. But uh, the point being is, uh, the map was always wrong, because I was partially responsible where the shit went. And half the time, we didn't even have it. You know what I'm saying? It was still right. on a truck. Very, we were so far behind in processing freight, there was no way to get the special items out for right. sale. And, and that's, that's, yeah, and that was know, the point of doing the maps of store lot. Right. Right. So if you had to make any last minute changes, you could. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that time. Is it? I need a shot. I need a shot. Too. I need a shot. And tonight, what are we doing, James? Oh, my soul's red berry brandy. Mm. Hopefully, it's a little smoother than the apple brandy from the Chimera mm. Farm. Well, here's the swimming with bow-legged elves. Oh yeah. That is much better. A little smoother. I like that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Oh. So, yeah. So, Thanksgiving. Uh, like I said, if you're listening to this, you survived the Black Friday carnage, and I hope you got what you were looking for. And it, it's not like it was. It starts, it starts on Thanksgiving now. And they I, do, some stores they do, have backed they do, away. They do though. early sales. Yeah, some stores have backed away this year, but yet, yet, last year and the year before, like, it was huge. 8 o'clock, you do it on Thursday. Yeah. Thanksgiving Day, 8 o'clock, and you... Pick up this and that, and then certain things come out at midnight. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't um, know, but are they still doing that this year? I thought a lot of them backed away from it. 
I know they did it last year because I know my <coughs> my now daughter-in-law would make sure that dinner and everything was wrapped up by a certain time, so her and her girlfriends could go and do shopping and things like that. And it's all civil, well, it's semi-civilized. There's, you know, if you're standing in line, you get tickets, and oh, that's something else we start too. Is there, there were tickets we handed out, so we knew, like we had ten playstations. Ah, there you go. You went first ten people in line got a ticket for that PlayStation. Yeah. You know, so someone, if someone was just there for the PlayStation, they weren't having to stand there the whole time. Right. You know, we tried to make it a little more civilized people. But, um, yeah, it's, but it's still, and there's still, you still see crazy crap going on. Guarantee you there'll be at least eight dozen YouTube videos of stampedes and trampolines and people fighting. And I stood, I stood in a line for Target one year, um, wrapped around the corner, you know, that, that's even fucking parking lot. Target. All the way down past, uh, yeah. uh, what's the other store in that Target plaza? All the way down to the clothing store. Was that Kohl's or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was down right on there. I yeah. waited that long in line to get in Target. You had to have the Xbox 360, you know, the special edition blah blah shit four or five years, six years ago, whatever the hell it was. You know, so, yep, that was yep. my, my night. Yeah, I'm not sure there. what the big item is this Freezing year. Freezing my ass off. <laughs> Freezing your ass off. Those yeah. were the price, though. I mean, back in the day, huh? You know, it wasn't the price. I mean, back then, you know, you're talking, you know, six years ago, you know, one ninety nine, you know, for yep. an Xbox three sixty, you know, fully loaded. Was, that was a good deal back then, you know. So, but yeah, now I have three of them, three sixties, and I have a Xbox One Special Edition S, <laughs> you know, Gizmo, which I don't understand half the time. Three sixty, I finally figured out. Yeah, it's all that kind of time. But, um, yeah, there was some, definitely some crazy stuff. I know we were in Dixon City one year, and uh, it was Black Friday, and I actually, it was my first day back. I had been off for three months because I had a uh, emergency cardiac surgery. I had uh, ruptured my aorta, and uh, my first day back was Black Friday. Oh, God. It, you know, because I was still a glutton for punishment, and I was a, I was a co-manager at the time. And uh, and I can't remember what was going on. Something was going on, and um, crowd was going crazy about something. And uh, our our head of security, our district security guy, he was probably six ish, six one, and he was probably easy, easy, two fifty, two seventy five, and. Uh, I don't know what possessed him, but he, like, dead jumped from the floor up onto a sporting goods <laughs> counter. <laughs> now, these things are not meant, he, I, I, how he didn't break it, these are glass, these are glass right. counters. Right. How he did not break this would be on me, and he just started screaming at people. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, wow, really? Um, yeah, that's... I've been a part of some really good Black Fridays, um, and it's just hard to comprehend that you're you're putting eight hundred, nine hundred thousand million dollars in yeah. one day, million dollars in one day, yeah. one store, one store, one day. And and anyone that's not familiar with, you may not know Vestal, but you know a place like Vestal, yeah. where every retail store. Place to eat is on a 
Three mile strip of highway. Yeah, fourth quarter, fourth quarter for Sam's Club. I can still remember to this day, you know, a bad Friday was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. That's a bad Friday. Right. And that's in Brighton Dustin, New York. You know, a good Friday was three hundred and fifty. You know, a good Saturday was four hundred thousand. I mean, I remember this to this day, what our you know, fourth quarter, what the numbers were that you wanted to hit. You know, oh. and you and you prayed for rain. Believe it or not, people we used to pray for rain because <laughs> Sales would go through the roof. They were like, "Fuck, can't go outside today. Can't get a little Johnny on his, you know, on his bicycle." So they went to San Club or Walmart. And they go shopping. Rain. You know? Days off from school. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. yeah, hated snow. Snow was bad, but rain was good. You know, snow I bad, know. Rain good. My store is my store in Rhode Island. You know, it was especially from you know November through the end of December. If you weren't put, putting up at least a $2 million week, they were up here about it. Yeah, they were like, what's going on? Yeah, what's Why going on? And, and we mm-hmm. would do that. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. We, were, we hit our numbers. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. We hit our numbers. But, yeah, and again, to think, especially our area, because you always hear how economically depressed our area is. We've right. been hearing about this for decades. But yet... People spend money. <laughs> the Walmart store, and I, I don't, I haven't, I don't have, I don't have current numbers in the Walmart store, and these are just ballpark. But I know that store would average yearly anywhere from one hundred to one hundred fifty million dollars in sales. Yeah, I'm sure. One fifty to one hundred million dollars. I don't know if they still do that. They've got, a, they got the super center. They got the food stuff going on and all that stuff. But that's just. That's just a lot. It's of still sales. always packed. Wherever I go, it's still it is, packed. It you is. Know? That store is a money making machine. It's just no doubt about it. It's a cash cow. You know, it's a cash cow. You know, and they opened up. They opened up the second one, ten miles away. If that, five miles away in Giant City, and that one probably does at least fifty, sixty. Yeah, it's million. not. It's not as busy as the Vestal. Not even close. But yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't. I'm sure. It you know, and that's good. and that's how they increase. You know, people say, why are they open so so close? Because even if it takes a little bit away from the one, together they make more sales than the one would have ever made by itself. Yep. yep. It's it's a great model. It's a great plan. Unfortunately, they've just gummed it up with outside people. They have no idea how to manage it. Well, yeah, and that's and that's the problem too. That's a large part of it is, uh, you know, they get on your case about sales and why aren't you hitting your numbers or you could do better. And but we really couldn't as managers because we weren't allowed to change anything. Yeah, I, I actually said that not back. Not. I'm gonna say, wait a minute. You want me to? You want me to? You know, make you know, to increase sales. But how am I supposed to do that? I have no control over advertising. Zero control. I have zero control over what product I bring in the store at this point. I have zero control where I can put the product because everything's planned out by home office. Yeah. So you tell me how I'm supposed to increase sales. You let me know how I can do that as a manager, and I'll be glad to do that for you. Yeah. Well, that so well, that's your well. that's your job. That's your job. <laughs> yeah, so. That's why you're there. That's why you're don't. Again, they just killed it. They just, and you can say what you want, but when it started going away from family run, family owned, promoting from within, they started hiring from uh, out of college. I'll tell you what really killed it is when they started hiring these idiots from other retailers. Yeah. (laughs) Explain to me the logic. Explain to me the logic of hiring. A CEO of a company, a retailer that's that's floundering, and making him your new See? operation manager, manager whatever, <clears throat> just crazy. And this, I, I guarantee you, the other retailers got together and said, "Hey, 
let's let's put our people up with Walmart tire <laughs> just to screw them <laughs> over. Yeah. And and not that I'm a big Walmart supporter, and I was. I when I first started, I saw greatness in this company, and they've just. They've just squandered sucked it. it all. Squandered it. They just squandered it. Yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. Right. The managers always weren't always treated well anyway. Even Sam, Sam was much nicer to the associates yeah, was to than the managers. Yeah. <clears throat> but at least the managers had the ability to to run their stores to the best of their ability. Now that you can just you can put a trained monkey in there as long as someone can reach the monkey and he understands what they're saying to him. To put X on spot B, they're good to go. Like I said, what kills me now is when I walk into a store here and they're doing merchandising that, for all intents and purposes, got me removed from my store and sent back to home as an assistant manager. I'm like, you got to be kidding <laughs> They had a kitten when I did that in my store. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I just, it's just funny. The, the stuff that, I was labeled a rogue, a rogue store manager for doing. They do now without oh, even thinking and, about it. It's the same thing as Christmas tree shop. When I went in there, you know, we were taught to uh, stock from the top to the bottom, not from the bottom to the top. Most retailers do from bottom to the top. And actually, Christmas tree shop was right. And I'll tell you why. From the top to the bottom, more people are most likely to look either straight in or a little bit up. All right, so if there was a gap on the shelf, like the shelf gap, you know, on the end cap, yeah, right. there couldn't be more than, than less than an inch. So it'd yep. be like this much, you had yep. to have almost perfect in a Christmas tree shop. You go in there, it's still almost like that way. But the point, you wanted the gap at the bottom where the customer couldn't see it. Right. You never wanted to see yep, slack. Absolutely. That was a big thing. But that has changed. You can go into a Christmas tree shop now and walk down the aisle and you can see slack behind the product, which was a huge, huge no-no. You know, all you ever wanted to see in a Christmas shop was product. You never wanted to see the wall behind it. Ever, 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 ever did you want to see that? Uh, I know one of our, again, this is back to overnights when we would get one of the big, one of the big catchphrases we always use on overnights was stack it high and watch it fly. Yeah, there you, you would go. Build, you would build monster displays. You would build displays that were just huge. And we had one, we had one display, and it was, it was paper towels, there was, it was something. We just built this big pyramid that you could see the top of this thing in the back of the store if you were in the front of the store. <laughs> and they actually, I know one night, just to make the point that this was a big display, we actually put one of those yellow caution lights that flashes on top of this thing like they do like airplanes don't hit it. <laughs> yeah, Manager didn't think that was too funny. But anyways... Yeah, you, and and it may not always be pretty, but people buy off those displays. They buy. Yep, yep, yes, they do. They buy off those displays. They buy. I like I said when the the year I had merchandise just running for 10, 15, 20 feet in a row with a little bit of a gap every now and then to get a cart through if you had to, and then more merchandise out there in the middle, just selling the crap out of it. Just selling it, selling it, selling it, selling it. Selling it. And then they just well, you can't do that. And they wonder why my numbers are down. Really? Because you're not letting me sell anything. You know, and you know that's great. And uh, interesting story. When I was a Kmart manager, um, is you know, look, I know we got to be ADA compliant. 
okay, American Civil I get that. But seriously, like, we couldn't do that because we couldn't fit, fit a fucking wheelchair between two pallets. You couldn't fucking do it. You know, there had to be a, enough space for a, for a fucking wheelchair. Now, I can honestly count on one fucking hand how many people I saw in a fucking wheelchair in my fucking store over fucking 20 years. That's fucked up. But, oh, gotta make sure. And look, I, I love handicapped people, okay? I, I have intimate <laughs> situations where I'm around handicapped people constantly, like 99% of my life, okay? So it's not because I'm anti, but there's got to be some fucking common, you know, thought process here when you're doing shit. If you don't have people walking around or rolling around in wheelchairs, you don't set your fucking store up for them. It's not necessary. Okay. <laughs> so I might piss some peace on that. Yeah, I mean, we would leave space occasionally for that. Oh, but. it was a big deal at Kmart. Oh. They fucking measured it. They'd come out with a fucking tape measure. Yeah, we used to have Loss prevention yeah, would come out with I, You know, here's what Kmart's loss prevention actually had more power than fucking store managers, right? You can't make the shit. And this is one of the reasons why well, they're going yeah, under. Loss prevention, yeah. it's, Oh, my God. They were, their big thing with loss prevention was trying to get a manager because that was like the golden goose for mm-hmm. anything. So the manager, yeah. you know, you had to look out for the people underneath you trying to bust your balls and the customers making a, you know, complaint to corporate. You had to look out for law prevention trying to, you know, get you for any little goddamn infraction. It was nuts. Just absolutely nuts. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get out of Kmart as a manager. I mean, I, I remember my store manager telling me, and hey, my district manager, you'll be back. I said, no, I won't. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. And it was funny, the Kmart in Binghamton, New York, actually was a cash cow. That was a cash cow for the company. I was actually really shocked when they shut that down. I was shocked. That was one of the, actually, the mm-hmm. money-making stores. Uh, I'm sure it was. For everyone, everyone shopped there. Yep. For that area, there was low income. There. The pharmacy was nonstop busy, mm-hmm. you know, because of the, the income area. Yep. So, it's, uh, yeah, that was a huge mistake at Kmart's part. Yeah. Huge mistake. If they would get the store more payroll, they'll do what needs to be done. It'll be fine. You know, when I started at Kmart, true story, no manager had seen a raise in five years and no associate had seen a raise in three. No joke. Nationwide, nationwide, this company was trying to quote unquote survive. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. And when I gave my notice, the district manager came down. You know, we're going to give you the Syracuse store. I mean, it's going to be a store manager, the store manager of Syracuse, which was a big market. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're going to give me like $15,000 more. That's all. I know what these guys are going to do to me. You know, I knew how it was going to work. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Goodbye. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um,. Probably had time to think about more. Is there's all kinds of Black Friday stories and yeah, we really got away from the Black Friday thing. But if you, if you understand the retail world, and I think a lot of people do, and you, most people have worked in retail at some point in their lives. I think when they're younger, you know, this generation maybe not because they're all spoiled little bastards who hide in corners when Trump wins. You know, shit like that. You know, need their you know private space and their space, their safe space. You know, uh, but uh, the generation before that understands what work is. Yeah, probably some Nile, you know, just took out an entire generation of listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> Hate mail comes to me on that Hate one, mail. folks. Just <laughs> at let's talk it all back down. You're gonna show me how to check that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> luck. Um, yeah, and, and I will ask 
And I get, I get the workforce has changed a little bit over the years since I was in. But cut these people in retail a little slack. Um, they're doing, they're doing an incredibly difficult job under difficult circumstances for nowhere near enough pay. And even though you might be a decent civilized human being, I'll guarantee you there's at least 10 of the people they've dealt with that day that were just utter douchebags. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I would ask and I'll probably make that my final note, even though we're not at the end, but I'll say it again at the end. Um, cut someone in retail slack, especially if they got a 5, 10, 15, or 20 year number on their badge. They have been through hell and back, and they have been treated horribly by more people than you will ever be treated horribly by. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's true, folks. That's, uh, you know, I'm being screamed at by a lady, and there was nothing I could do to make her. And this is at the Christmas tree shop. There was nothing I could do to make her happy. Nothing at all. No. Nope. No, nope for merchandise. It wasn't going to happen. You know, I'm like, all right, let's call where we're going to call. I don't know what people are there. <laughs> get out of my store. <laughs> get out. And I'll say it. it is what it is. And I had thrown people out of stores before. I've done that. Well, you know, I'll deal with the circumstances later, and I feel justified, and it is what it is. And you know, again, it's just a job to me at that point. You know, I do the best I can. I'm a store manager. I've got a responsibility. Uh, but I'm not going to let one customer disrupt the pleasant shopping experience of the other 75 people in my store, 100 people in the store at that time. Right. You know, so. You know, there's, I remember, and this was back in, in the early days of my management career, when you could do things and not get fired, uh, just harshly spoken to. And uh, we had a, I think it was a woman, I think it was a woman, and she was just irate, just irate about this, that, and she, she demanded a gift card. Demanded a gift card. I'm like, well, okay, twenty dollars be enough for you. <laughs> and she's like, ah, that's fine. I just need. I gave her a twenty dollar gift card. It was to Target. <laughs> Needless to say, my district manager wasn't real happy with me when that oh, finally yeah. circled back around. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. You know. Uh, Why the hell? Well, that kind of blew it off. You know, Dave. I just wanted to shut her up, and my wife had got me a Target gift card as a joke, and I put 20 bucks on it, so I just gave that to the customer. I didn't want to spend any of the store's money on this stupid thing. Yeah. He's like, don't ever do that again. I'm like, Anvil. So, uh, yeah, my district managers loved me. That was back when I was just an assistant and could yeah. get away with doing stupid stuff like that. That's kind of fun. That gift card. But, yeah, you, you can do that. But, yeah, giving away other stores' gift cards to irate customers. Don't shop there. Get the fuck out of my store. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, in the grocery shop, another thing we would do, and my district man was really big about this, Wayne, who's a genius by the name Wayne. I remember his last name, but he was a genius. He actually left on his own. He just had enough and never came back one day. Uh, smart man. One of the smartest people i ever met in my life, actually. But he told me, he goes, I don't care if they bought a toaster at fucking Sears 15 years ago. Take they, it back. Take it back. Give them the fucking money back. I don't fucking care. And that's what I did. I've done that. I had actually taken back oh, toasters yeah. before that I knew we never sold, but I'm like, fuck it. I ain't going to start any shit. That's, that's kind of Bed Bath Beyond. That's why yeah. I finished my career is Bed Bath Beyond. That was yeah. always kind of their yeah. their policy. Yeah. That was kind of funny because I finished out my career in Bed Bath Beyond. I spent three years there. And um, 
to see them get all hyped up about Black Friday. Well, Wayne came over from back uh, that day. Yeah, because well, yeah. their sister, yeah. or parent company, sure, child companies, whatever. Yeah. And um, they're getting all hyped up about Black Friday. And I'm just like, really, <laughs> this is this is nothing. Yeah, you guys don't know. You don't have a clue yeah. what yeah. this is about. <laughs> and no, uh, I remember that first year. The store manager asked me, she goes, what do you think Bessel's going to do today? And I said, I can't be guaranteed, but I know in the past they've been averaging a million dollars a day. What? <laughs> what are they doing for a year? I said, oh. I said, we do 10 million here at Bed Bath Beyond, they do 150 million at right. the Bessel store. Right, yeah, yeah. She just looked at me and just walked away. <laughs> Not the yeah. answer she wanted to hear. Well, she just, people just, again, smaller retail stores, they think they're doing good and they, they just don't it's just a massive amount of money that you need to can't wrap your head around it no. you really can't wrap your head around it no. yeah but um you know that clicking noise is gonna come up massive yeah no well there's yeah. a clicking and noise on here anyway he's gonna pick it up yeah, yeah no, you were, i won't yeah, I know what you're gonna say you're gonna it in pen. there's a clicking <laughs> noise it's not me clicking the pen but there's a clicking noise we gotta get rid of and so that this means that and you may hear the furnace now. I have a new furnace. It is a bit louder than it is the a bit louder one. than the other ones. Yeah, but uh, it is nice. It warms the house much better. But we're going to work on some things coming into the new year. Did you know my new furnace has a thirty-three year warranty on the heat exchanger? Really? Thirty-three year? I thought I read it wrong. Thirty-three year warranty and another and ten year on the other parts. That's, thirty. Well, ten years sounds right. Thirty-three year warranty on the heat exchanger. Huh? That is unbelievable. Yep. Obviously, that must be not be the part that breaks. Three hundred and thirty-nine months. That comes to thirty-three years. I looked wow. it up. I did the math. Wow. All right. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. That's all right. No, no, we're getting near the end. Um, yeah, coming up in the new year, we're going to look at doing some things to maybe eliminate some of the ambient noise here. I think uh, we need to look at some things. Yeah, look at some things. Spend more money, Jeff. That's what you're saying. Jeff, no, that's not, what, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we could, but I think it just might be easier to do some quick fixes to uh, <clears throat> take out some of the hollowness of the acoustics. Ah. Maybe some soundproofing around the mic. We could do that. You know. We could do that. We could put up a little cocoon in the bar area. <laughs> cocoon. That was a great movie. Remember that movie? Ah, vaguely. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Vaguely. So. We got. We're gonna be doing, folks. Uh, what's the next show's coming up, man? What, next what show. Next show. Next show is December first, and I think we have. We're gonna talk about honoring our dead. Yes. Honoring I, actually, dead, I right? thought we changed that. Oh. I thought we were going to. Uh, Bigfoot. Sasquatch show. Yes. Okay. I have Sasquatch. Down All right. Sasquatch is fine. Uh, and then after that, you had some ideas. Um, you had mentioned, and maybe you don't remember. Uh, but I think we put the best show uh, on hold for a while, uh, which is fine by me because I haven't been a downer anyway around Christmas time. Uh, but the next show will be a Sasquatch show. The show. Uh, the next show, twenty eighth, uh, which will air on December eighth. I want to talk about Pearl Harbor. Yes, that's right. See, I, did, um, I knew there was a change. I didn't. I want to talk about Pearl Harbor, uh, only and, because it's the day after Pearl Harbor yes. Remembrance Day, and I think we can look at some of the. Lesser known facts about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, maybe about the invasion itself, and yeah. maybe look at it from the Japanese standpoint, or what we know, what we didn't know, yeah. what they go. withheld, what they didn't withheld. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a word, but it's okay. 
And then after that is the 15th, and I would like to cover the anti-Christmas theme of Krumpus. Krumpus, which I got my education on from American Dad. American Dad. So yeah. you know it's going to be a factual <laughs> show. Uh, show 30 will be coming into Christmas by then. And I think we want to talk about some of our Christmas traditions and yes, and things that we find and do and yeah. as, a, as a species and as a family and things like that. Okay, so uh, family traditions at Christmas. <coughs> and then the last show of the year will be show 31. 31 shows this year we've done. Yeah, that's amazing. It is. And I think we just need to look at, we can either do a year in review or recap, which we do almost every show, and we can, or we can look at what we're going to be doing in 2018. Or we could have our awesome webmaster guy uh, just take all 30 shows and take the funniest shit out of each one and put together a show right there. No, we could. Because he has so much fucking The best of. <laughs> best of, yeah, because I got so much time on my freaking hands. Not just an idea. I'm just saying we have to do that, but it's, it's an idea. Uh, that might be, might be. We might be a little busy around that time. Yeah, we probably. Oh, we probably will because actually, that's actually the night I start back. Um, graveyard. I'm going to graveyard shift at the casino, so I'll be working from 4 a.m. to noon. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking the uh, the first week of January. Uh, there's New Year's going on. You're starting your your graveyard shift. Graveyard shift. I think that week we'll probably run a rerun. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll pick a show and just have them do it. We have never done a rerun before, but uh, it's that time of year we want to spend a little time with our families as well, folks. Um, and that brings up Christmas week too. How are we gonna? How are we gonna fit that in? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll do the best ofs. Yeah, yeah. yeah please get some best of shows. All right. All right. So, you see some best of shows and ship that off to Renata. I think most people understand that. You know, and Coast to Coast AM does that too. They don't do, like, there's certain holidays that uh, uh, they do a rerun. At least Art Bell used to. He used to do reruns. Uh, you yeah. wanted family time. I know you want family time. I want family time. You've got grandkids. I've got kids. I'm ready to murder. Um, so. <laughs> Need a big time for that kind of thing. All right. So, final thoughts now that we're one minute and nine seconds over. As I said earlier, please, 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 please cut some of these retail folks, especially ones that have been in the business for 5, 10, 15 years, a little slack, a little kindness. Understand as miserable as your day might have been, I'll guarantee you theirs has been 10 times more miserable. So please try to be nice to these folks whenever possible. So until next week. Have a good night.